Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> you serious? Yo, this is How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. And I am producer Bill. Plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you in advance for killing some time with us. This is one of our best of the year episodes. Our second part, actually. The last was the podcast where we really broke down the matter of whether people sit down or stand up to go for a shit. If you've not listened to that, listen to it. World first podcast all about poop. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about some of the highlights of the year. And a big thing about How to Kill an Hour, or, or, or our big ethos, is looking for new ways to kill time, right, Bill? That's what we do, right? We look for new ways to just enjoy yourself. Yes. Cool. Uh, so we were joined by Ramel London uh, for episode 274, and she let us know how she likes to kill some time. <laughs> this week... Um Oh, I've been playing Sims. Yeah. Really? Are you a Sims fan? Which you know Sims? What? Sims? Is Sims still about? Okay, it's on my phone. <laughs> okay. It's an app on the phone. Yeah. And it is literally killing an hour because it's time. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's actual real time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I downloaded the app a couple of weeks ago because... Um, my um my colleague uh, uh, Yinka Bikini at Capital Extra. Shout out to Yinka. Yeah, shout out Yinka. She was like after her show. She, uh-huh. I was like, oh, what are you doing today? Uh-huh. She literally said, I'm going home to play Sims. <laughs> wow. And I was like, this is mad. Oh, hold on. If you if any of you lot know Yinka, yeah, that is something that she yep. would say. Yeah. And it blew my mind to the point where I was like, raw. How do I get in this? Like, how do I get on onto Sims? And she was like, Yeah, uh, I've got someone gave me. She said her friend gave her an old laptop and it had Sims on it. Yeah. So she. Was was like yeah man I've been busting up sims for like the last couple days yeah. and I was like sick and at first I, I was a little bit like right that's mad but yeah. I was like nah this sounds like a motive because it was just <laughs> before Easter I yeah. thought Easter, Easter weekend let's get on it so the phone one isn't as, as advanced as the, the original because okay. they're, like, they're building houses and stuff all yeah. the kind of yeah. whole towns and yeah. cities mine is more like mine's more personal okay. Okay. mine's like you know I'm nurturing a child now <laughs> oh, you, um, you're, you're, okay. with, you're with you have a child I have a child, okay, yeah, I have a child. child. oh my gosh it was amazing like <laughs> how was childbirth in Sims do you know what really quick okay. <laughs> <laughs> really really quick just tap the screen basically it said do you want to have a baby? Say yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to do an in-app purchase for that. Yeah. Basically, I had to buy buy the basket, oh, the ah. Moses basket. Right. That's the only way I was allowed to have a baby. I had to buy a Moses basket, and then I clicked on the Moses basket. It said, "Do you want a baby?" Say yeah, and the baby cool. just appeared. The baby appeared. Do you, do you design the baby as well? Yeah. Um. No. No. Do you know what? <laughs> I just thought about it. Yeah. 
I didn't actually have the opportunity. I gave it a name. Yeah. She's called Raya King. Okay. I really okay. like this name, yeah. Raya King. Yeah. I don't know where it came from, but I love it now. Um, it's a very Hollywood name. Yeah, it yes. is. Yes, yeah, she's going to be a star. She's going to be a star. Um, yeah, some kind of star name still. When I'm thinking about that. Raya King. Hey, hey. hey that's some kind of star name. <laughs> I mean, but the thing that, that blew my mind the other day. Yeah. So obviously, the mum, you actually, you can't, like there's minimal interaction when the baby's in the crib and stuff. Okay, right. So it just says, "Oh, check on the baby." Okay. <laughs> like, "Oh, give the bo- baby a bottle." It takes five seconds. Like, literally, okay, it's yeah. really, really unfortunate to yeah, be fair. Yeah. But then the other day, it said, "Ah, oh, Raya's." No, I didn't even say. I think it said, it said briefly that like, "Ah, oh, Raya's old enough to to be a toddler." <laughs> the way the baby hopped out the crib. <laughs> and just started walking bopped out the house left the house house as a left, toddler left the whole house that's some bad parenting whole man. house and then my, my why char- did you stop the baby no the thing is my character so the mum what's the mum's name what's her name again? I thought it would have been called Ramil actually no I didn't want to do that the too personal that yeah, too, too personal, personal. Okay. so the mum at the time she was busy doing her hobby Okay. She couldn't even go and collect her child. Um, literally, my mind was blown. I was like, so hold on, you're telling me this baby can bop out the house and the mum can't even do nothing about it because she's busy playing her guitar. Wow. <laughs> it's deep. Now, when you really, really think about it, this is messed up. So what are your family plans for? for <laughs> like, so the thing is, okay, so we have a husband, yeah. the dad, obviously. Okay. And um, How did you meet? Um, he was just walking past the yard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just hollered it. <laughs> you have to build a relationship, okay? But then you know you have to click. Like, oh, do you want to take this further? All yeah. that kind of stuff. They got engaged. They got married, and then that's that. You had to be married to have a child. Oh, really? Yeah, you had to be married. Okay. Yeah, serious. The, the, the makers of these games are religious, aren't they? Pro- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> proper in it. So, but I don't have control over the husband. It's mad, isn't it? This is not like, mad deep. Not like, not like real life. <laughs> <laughs> not like but real life. He's not my character. So oh. I can't actually... Oh, so he's an online character somewhat. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, he's somewhat... He's, is I don't he, think he's, he's just someone. AI. He's just AI. Yeah, he's just AI. Oh, he's AI. Okay. I think so. I oh, think. Because okay. I don't know anymore. Because you can only play this in this game while you're while you've got Wi-Fi or thing yeah. so it could be someone you know wouldn't Ooh, it be great if there's a guy right now sitting down with his friend's brother I left the house just to go to work yeah and I came back and the toddler was walking down the street and she was playing a fucking guitar goddamn guitar could you imagine it's mad so I have no control over his interaction with the child all that kind of stuff so I was actually like nah this is a problem I was trying, I've been trying to figure out uh-huh. how do I make him mine like how do I make him my character right. because I need him to interact with this child. <laughs> <laughs> this is real life. He's, I've got an idea for you. He's a right? black man as can, well. Can, can you? you oh, Sims. How are you going to do us like that in the coding, Sims? How are you going to code that in? You need to take it to the Maori That's show. Cold. On the Sims. Take it to the Maori show. Is cold. Take it to the Maori show. How are you going to do that, Sims? <laughs> All right. Can you build walls and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't you just build a wall around your husband, like and Fortnite, put, and put a door there when, and put the child in? He can get out. Can he can, he, he can, can he, honestly do what he wants. Can he get through the wall? He could do, mate. He could do the. My child bopped out the house. It's only you married Terminator. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Nah, I haven't seen him walk through the walls. Literally. Okay. But, like, you, there's no restrictions for him. He can go. He can leave. Come and go as he pleases. Okay. So, so right. So you. you so there's a lot going on in Sims for you yeah, at the moment. Yeah. How many hours a day are you, are you spending on this? To be honest, um, do you know what's mad as well? I noticed when you play it, it doesn't let like notifications come through. 
It's mad. Wow. So you end up staying in the game. So you lose like, time. Mate. Mm. In the matrix. I think mm. the only thing that can come through is a phone call. I think that's the only thing. Seriously. Maybe a text, but no one texts no more. So yeah. all my WhatsApp stop, everything, all notifications stop. It's actually like I'm in there. So I don't actually know how long I've been in there. More time I'm probably there for like, I reckon 45 minutes mm-hmm. at okay. a time I'm playing it. I think Billy's downloading it now so he can... Uh, <laughs> Make make a proposal. Yeah, yeah. he wants to, he wants to replace, some, replace your husband. Get some adultery going on in there, innit? <laughs> but there's options for all of that, man. It's really? always asking, oh, do you want to flirt with this next body?" It's always no. asking. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. There's options for so much. I, I I don't know about you, but I personally, well, I can't do it now because you're a lovely person. But I would like judge somebody's life on Sims. And say that's what your life is like yeah. in real life. But for you, were you just playing out a different life? <laughs> now, do you know what? I, I modelled it quite... It, it, t- it's very... Um, I'm very morally conscious while playing this, you know. It's yeah. kind of weird because mm-hmm. I've been making some judgments based on... And I'm stereotyping a lot. Like, I look at the characters and I'm like, do I want to be friends with this one? Okay. Mm, I'll choose this one instead. Yeah. It's weird, like, mm-hmm. how how emotionally connected you get to the characters yeah. and all that kind of stuff come like oh would she want to be friends with this person like oh is she going to build a relationship oh she can't talk to him because then she'll be cheating on so and so it's mad Interesting. It, this is why the game has been around for so long it's true Sims. it's mm. been around I, can't, I don't even know Bill do you mind finding out how long The Sims has been out around for because I thought like a long it's time. been out for like my that's whole from my childhood life. yeah mm. that's definitely childhood ages what's up Bill first release February 4th 2000 really no. really Sim City was before that. Sim City years. was the game before that. That was it. So wow. yeah. Sim City's older than yeah. Sims. So the Sim oh, City was, was the prerequisite. Sim City, nineteen eighty nine. <gasps> no, that's my year of birth. What? Wow. Ever played Sim City, Bill, or The Sims, or anything like that? Never, ever. Really? No, didn't even take my interest whatsoever. No iteration of it at all whatsoever. Have you ever played any of those kind of like Farmville games or anything like that, where you kind of have to look after society? No, never. Roller coaster tycoon. No. World of Warcraft. No. Really? No. I don't know why I said World of Warcraft. None of it. Different. Really, Tamagotchi. I have Tamagotchi. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's a little bit of like human life, or should we say, a life form digitally that you get to look after. How was your Tamagotchi experience? Things with uh, with Tamagotchis back in the day, it was cool for like a week, and then you just got bored of it. Just let it die. Let the screen fill up full of shits. Do you remember they used to do little shits? And if you didn't clean up the shits, they get sad. I wonder and if they be- stood up or sat down. They what? I said, I wonder if they stood up or sat down. Oh, no, no, no. That's let's, that's in the podcast, Bill. Let's right. Let's keep it moving then. So 278, we were joined by Wide Awake. And a uh, thing we've been doing towards uh, the end of the year, and I think we're going to be doing in 2019, is actually bringing people onto the show to play a game with us or something and then talking about it on the pod, right, Bill? Uh, they got their hands on a game called Overcooked 2. I let CJ Beats, one half of uh, Wide Awake, talk you through it. Episode 278. So Overcooked is essentially a game about teamwork and oh. about responsibilities uh, yeah. and about healthy eating as well because uh. you are making... <laughs> well, we only achieved the salad and a soup, so... It's healthy. Yeah. Don't get healthier than that. Low carb. Well, the only ingredient was leaf, light lettuce and tomato for the salad. Yeah, no dressing. And, and for the soup, onion. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, you know, semi-healthy. Uh, yeah, so the aim of the game is to work with your partner to feed this beast, uh, which we miserably failed at. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were transported back in time to the year 1933, <laughs> where we were taught the mystic ways of cooking, uh, mm-hmm. where we then had to be transported into a restaurant <laughs> and <laughs> cook onion soup and serve it and then clean up the dishes and then repeat. Yeah. So, yeah. It's basically what you don't want to do in life is but they put that into a game. They've gone, here, here you go. Here's some tasks. Some like menial tasks, complete them repetitively until until you finished. Do you know what you were actually cool with it until you had to wash dishes? I was fine. No, they want me to do dishes. <laughs> no, fuck this. But you know, you know what the problem because you walk into the restaurant and you know the the, the manager hires you and he's like, right, I, got, I want you guys to cook onion yeah. soup. Cool. Mm-hmm. Whilst you're actually cooking the onion soup, he's then like, oh, by the way, can you serve that? And you're like. For fuck's sake! All right, cool. So then you serve it. Oh, by the way, can you go and collect the dishes and wash them as well? It's like, listen, if you told me this on the front desk, yeah. then I might have. You, you know, you know what's quite deep as well, right? That I just thought about it now, right? So we were ser- serving onion soup, right? But our sensei was an onion. Three. <gasps> that is that is very true. Do you know what I mean? I just thought about it now, and I thought we've just been killing his brothers and sisters, and he's been watching. He's a maniac, but he but he's an onion with a mustache though. Does that make him, you know, different? Maybe the onions with mustaches don't like the non-mustached onions, and he wants to wipe them out. And he sent you back in time to create to do mass genocide on this he also, breed of onion. He also reminds me a little bit of the the guy from Crash Bandicoot. Was he an onion as well? Was he an onion? I don't know. I don't know. Do you I'm know what sure. I mean? Though he in in my memory. I feel like there was an onion in Crash Bandicoot. Only you could make this so deep. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I did not know it was going to go there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that always lies the mood, isn't it? So yeah, to the creators of Overcooked, explain yourself. Explain yourself. What kind of message are you teaching young gamers? Mm. That they can kill onions? That they can speak to onions and eat them kill at the same time? Jesus. Mm. You know what's interesting, though, is that is that somebody always ends up kind of becoming the head chef and, and Jordan was like I'll be sous chef yeah but I, I did notice you were dropping like quite a few commands out there Are you usually that bossy in the kitchen or <laughs> is this like an insight into your production process nah, is he always be, like to, to more, be, more trap drums no, more <laughs> trap drums to be fair in the real world like Jordan would outcook me in any restaurant so yeah. right mm. the, the, the honest truth about my cooking life is that I don't like cooking only because I'm such a fan of food, right? Yeah. My expectations are so high that whenever I have attempted to make dishes in the past, they have never reached my expectation. Or as I'm cooking it, I'm like, this is going to, oh, if I add that and I add that, this is going to taste a certain way and then I eat it and it tastes like trash. So I've purposely avoided doing that. Very good excuse. <laughs> very good excuse. I'm such a fan. So I just yeah. let my mum do it, innit? Yeah. <laughs> no, so no, what no, it is, no. mum, is I'm such a fan of your cooking. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, honestly, honestly like, listen, mumsy's cooking, yeah? No one's ever going to beat that. Maybe I have been spoiled to a certain degree because whenever I do turn up at my mum's house, there is food mm. and I'm allowed to eat it. So mm. I'll, I'll take that option all day. Cool. And you're going to get what you like as well. I'll get what I'm given and I'll get what I like. So are you the better cook then, Jordan? Look, uh, yes. I'm just going to put it out there. But uh, let, me, <laughs> let me explain it like so this. so uh, yeah. yeah, but, but 
but I think CJ's got it in him. But they're they're like he explained it. Is there's there's a form of like oh, like he's a, he he would reach for the delivery quicker than he would reach for the the. the I, m- I don't I don't think anyone's ever you you may have experienced this before, right? Is that <clears throat> you decide you're going to cook something, so you're like, all right, cool. Let me go online, get a recipe. You go to the supermarket. You spend X amount of money on getting all this stuff, and then you put X amount of time in actually putting it together and then you wait for it to get ready and then if you're cooking for someone else obviously you've got to present it so then you put it down on the table and you all that time money energy and effort you've put into this you take a bite out of it and you're like I'm not so sure about this but then the person sitting opposite you who you've cooked for they're trying to be polite when you know this isn't what it's supposed to be but I think that's what that's what a chef who has presented a bad meal would say <laughs> but if you present a good meal then they should be going hmm this is no, no, I, I, you would be going hmm this I, is I, I don't possess the ability to do that so I step back you lot would benefit from something like hello fresh again not being paid not hashtag not an ad <laughs> it's like one of those uh, companies where they send you the ingredients and a recipe but it's all you get everything you need mm. and all you have to do is put it together no, and no, it still sounds like I could mess it up <laughs> where you'd like do the last step first yeah probably yeah. I, don't know. I love everything about cooking apart from the washing up genuinely I really well. know that so now after it, today yeah, the, but the way your whole <laughs> attitude changed it was when like, you were like we have to fucking do the dishes too bruv <laughs> what because that's always my trade off right if I cook someone else is doing the dishes right. so that's why I'm always like I'll cook I don't mind cooking because I prefer to be that person than the person who has to do the dishes at least you're honest though like there's a lot of people out there that be like oh yeah I love cooking I just don't have time I honestly think I though all the time you lot are like no I have time but fuck that are, are, no, you, long. are, yeah. you, a, are you a washer or a dryer <laughs> remember you used to get those set tasks where it was like either one or the other I used to get wash and dry Wash and dry. Get wash and you dry. never had an option of like nah. you just drying or just washing. I had a day. I've got family. I've got uh, three siblings, yeah. right? And uh, obviously, mum and dad. Uh, but we all lived in the same house, right? I had two days a week where I needed to do the dishes. I think. I think I used to do it three times. I got stung. Somebody bumped me along the way. I, I remember doing a lot of dishes. Someone bummed you along. Bumped, <laughs> bumped, <laughs> bumped me. Bumped are you are, are you the youngest in the family? I'm the second youngest in the family. Oh. Middle child. Somebody was doing me dirty, I reckon. Yeah, the, the middle child always gets the uh, the short end of the stick. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I too am middle child. Whoa. I feel your pain. CJ. Fist bump. It's hard, isn't it, bruv? It is. Let me. Having to get hand downs in the form of clothes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> your mum and dad trying to convince you that you'll grow into it. Yeah, for sure. I told you. Listen, clear my, seven my, year I, age listen, difference. I, I would <laughs> describe my childhood in, in one word. Two words. Get what you've got. Get you given. That's it. One uh, word, two words, something six like words. that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, describe one word. There is, there get is what a, you get when you're given. And <laughs> there, there's an old <laughs> saying. That's the wrong word. Uh, fool me twice. Uh, yeah. Fool me twice. Shame on <laughs> fool, fool me. me. Can you fool me? <laughs> so that was when Wide Awake hopped on the show. Episode 280, we were joined by our regular presenter friend of ours, Dev. This is his take on gaming. I had to stop playing for quite a long time. because. Be honest, why though? This is really good because I, I, I respect your willpower here. Yeah. Um, it feels so weird to talk about, right? Because it feels ridiculous. But I'm, I'm addicted to computer games. I'm totally addicted. I get fully immersed. I don't, believe, I, I don't really play like, oh, I'll play for an hour, two hours. I'm like, no, I want to play until I can't 
keep my fucking eyes open. I just want to keep playing. And it's weird if I said to somebody, oh, I stopped drinking. And I, oh, why? Oh, you know, it became a bit of a problem for me. People go, oh, well done. If you say about computer games, people are like, if I say, oh, yeah, I had to stop playing computer games, people kind of look at you blankly like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm... So did I when I was 18, bitch. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, not, it's not as damaging as, say, a drug addiction. But I tell you what it really robs you of is, like, time. It robs you of time and productivity. And it's a lot of time that you don't really get back. So it's all well and good if you and your mates are playing, say, like, a couple hours, like, a few times a week. But if you were like me and you get into a game so much that that's all you want to fucking do is just spend hours and hours and hours on it every single day, every chance that you get... Fucking waking up early before I got to leave to go work so I can get in a few hours. It just got it just got really ridiculous and it got really out of hand. And I also get so invested. <laughs> I get so invested in those games that I just it's finding really hard to draw myself out. You know when I felt the real switch when I got my first pair of surround sound headphones to to go with my Xbox. That was when it went from visually it's always been stunning, but when you put on those headphones, man. Sit in front of the TV, dim the lights a little bit. You can, you know, you can hear little footsteps behind you and stuff, and you know, just you feel like you you're really there. That's when it became. That's when it became like, I, I really got into that. I like that escape. You know, the end of a long day or whatever. You just come home, put your headphones on, just dive like dive into a game like Fallout. You know, you're in this derelict wasteland, just scavenging for fucking tin cans and shit <laughs> for hours, mate. For hours, I could do that. Um, but I did just jump back in and I decided, right, I'm going to only pick up games that I know I can play and I can just put straight back down again. There was a game that came out a few years ago, State of Decay. It was about zombie apocalypse. You can sort of see a theme here in it, the games that I'm into. <laughs> and they just brought out the second one. And it's pretty good. It's a lot like the first, I'll, I'll be honest. They've polished it up a little bit. When you say a lot like the first, do you mind explaining to me as someone who's not a State of Decay player? I mean, it does get a little bit repetitive so a lot of what you're doing involves going out into the wasteland finding resources like food and ammunition and medical supplies and then bringing them back to your base what is quite cool though is this time around they've added in they've added in little ex extra elements that make it feel more like a zombie apocalypse like more, it feels more realistic so for example there are other groups of survivors you can find other survivors and bring them back to your base but there's other groups of survivors. Some of them are cool, so you'll trade with them. Some of them are fucking assholes, man. And they'll just like shoot at you for no reason or they'll become hostile. But what is so good about this game is when your character dies, they're dead. Don't bring them back. They're dead. Like, they're just gone. So you can have a, say, like a group of five people and you get really attached to, say, like one of them and you make them your leader and you're going out and you're doing a mission and you get stuck and you ain't got no painkillers or whatever and you die your player dies they're dead that's it there's no continue there's no like bring them back like no they're dead so you kind of you you the characters even mourn them in the game you know morale dips it's um they, they've i think they've thought so much more about okay so if it's the actual zombie apocalypse what what are the kind of what are the kind of things that are really gonna resonate with people and that when you I certainly get really invested in a lot of those characters in those games. And, and I had a moment where I'd only been playing it for a few hours and I'd gone to go meet some new survivors in the game and they shot at one of my characters and they killed her, man. They killed her. It's really upsetting. It was really, for a, for a good day, I was a bit annoyed about that. You mourned, yeah. you mourned a computer character? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I mourned a pixelated woman. Um, 
after she got shot at. And you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what I actually said to myself at the end of the day? So like, you know what? At least she wasn't eaten by zombies. At least it was quick. <laughs> she was a headshot. But so gone. let me just get this right. She didn't when, suffer. When when the main protagonist dies or, or the character that you're using dies, do you start again or do you start playing as another? You character? You start playing with another character in your okay, group. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's not that bad then, is it? I mean, <laughs> I, uh, you know, they have improved on it a lot, but it is quite reminiscent of the first one. It is right. it's a little bit repetitive. Here's the other thing: is it's a bit stressful. So when you're out and you're searching houses and you're using your torch, you have to search each, each individual room. Sometimes there's a zombie hiding under the bed or whatever, or one that just like jump out. Or there's types of zombies that can like fuck you up if you're on your own. So there's like feral zombies, for example. And um, uh, you get this sort of panic when you're out doing stuff and your heart's going and you have to keep morale high within the group. And if the morale drops and they start arguing and then, you know, food drops. And if the food runs out, then your players are going to start to starve. And when I go back to what I said before, I like to get immersed in the game as a form of escape. If I'm escaping to a game that's just fucking stressing me out even more, like, we're running out of food and somebody's banging at the door, we're all gonna die, oh my god, oh fuck. Sharon just got shot in the fucking head, oh my god. Like, it doesn't, I'll, I'll level you, even though I'm enjoying playing, there's a lot of times I'm like, this isn't relaxing at all, this is really stressful. It's really, it's, it's very stressful. Yeah, sorry, um, you mentioned feral zombies and stuff, so. I take it there are zombies that are really fast and like 28 days later style zombies and there are some yeah. that are like Resident Evil. Yeah, they they got a good mixture in there of the slow walker ones, the ones that kind of run after you. But what I like though is apart from the feral one, they're not very dexterous. So you can move out of the way last minute and that, that annoys me in those 28 day later zombie films is when they have superhuman powers. Like dexterous, agile zombies like running upstairs or whatever and cutting around corners. I'm like, no, fuck off. No. At best, they could like get up to a gallop, but they're not going to be, you know, you just do a little, like quick little dodge, like a quick, quick mm. little dodge. You, they're going to fall over. They're not going to be able to, brain's not quick enough to, so I like how they've, they've incorporated that. They've got these feral ones that fuck you up, man. Like they dodge, they can dodge gunfire, does what? This, yeah, it does this like sweep attack where it like sweeps you off your feet and then jumps on top of you, starts mauling you. Um, and then they have a big one called a juggernaut. It's like this massive one that can smash up your car. And yeah, it's, it's, re it's, re it's really good, man. It's, it, it's very enjoyable. If you get bitten, do you definitely turn into a zombie then? No. So what they've done in this one is they, they've introduced something called the blood plague. So if you get scratched or something, you'll be all right. But if you get attacked too much, you have a temperature uh, meter that builds up and if that gets too high, you get a blood plague. But you can build an antidote for the blood plague by picking up samples <laughs> from blood plague zombies. I'm a fucking nerd. Today. Listen to me. Listen to much. I know about this game. Blood plague zombies. <laughs> I've been playing for about a week and I, I thought I know everything. Jesus. If you were an addict... Imagine I put this same level of... Into life. Just into anything. <laughs> any other constructive fucking project. Imagine I put the same level of effort into anything else. How successful it would be. But I, I still think though, Bill, don't you think that, that gaming is constructive way to kill time and relax yourself? Yeah, definitely. If you, if you enjoy it, why not? Exactly, exactly. Anyway, here's another clip from the same episode where Dev talks about his ideal woman. I'm really into the idea of dating somebody that kick the shit out of like half most like half the room of most of the places you walk into I just uh, I don't know just really 
That really does it for me. Being with somebody that could fuck you up at a moment's notice. Yeah. Well, not me necessarily. <laughs> I don't mean me. I'd like I could start shit. I could be in bars or something like that. And just walk up to blokes and be like, like tap them on the shoulder like, Oi, see my girl over there? Just kick the shit out of you. <laughs> They'd be like, What? Be like, yeah. Kick your fucking head off, mate. Do you wanna go right now outside? My girl fucking kill you, mate. Let's go. <laughs> I'd love that. I would love that. Um I do that quite a lot, you know, when I develop crushes on people i don't just think oh i quite like them i play out whole scenarios like feature length scenarios in my brain about what it would be like to date that person i also did it with um grace from clean bandit Mm-hmm. okay i was staring at her and just sort of thinking i wonder what our relationship would be like and i mean i don't know i've met, well, I know, so i've met her once before i've interviewed her. she was very very lovely i'm just sort of just adding a bit of conjecture as to what I think the relationship would be like. I don't think we would get we would get on very well. I don't think we'd have very much in common. Why? Why is that? I don't know. I just this is just conjecture. Like I say, this yeah. is made up fantasies in my brain. I don't know why I think any of this, but it's just playing out in my brain. I think we'd have possibly separate beds. Um, we'd be like go to bed at the same time. We'd read books side by side, whatever. No intimacy whatsoever. No intimacy. Uh, I might try every now and then. I thought like you know maybe rub her leg a little bit. She'd be like, stop it. <laughs> fucking animal stop it it was no before and it's no again you're always like this like, come on just a little bit come on, come on you know like married couples in carry on films mm. do you know there was never any fucking going on was there it was so frustrating like even as even as an adolescent like watching those films just thinking why don't they, they, you, they always get close they always get really really close to a little bit of you know but they never rumpy pumpy yeah a little bit hanky panky but they never actually get laid so that's what we'd be like we would be like a carry on Married couple, so we'd have our caravan in holiday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there'd be plenty of mishaps there. She'd she'd really disapprove of all my friends as well. That's that's what I got kind of. Why is it even in my own fantasy? I can't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> is this saying a lot about yourself? I'm just I'm just leaning into this, taking this in. Why can't I be happy? Even if I when I can make her whatever I want, that is where my brain went to. Would you like a woman that could give you a little bit of fisty cuss, Bill? Uh, <laughs> Probably not. I like the idea of being looked after. I like the idea of being a small spoon. <laughs> Would you like to be the small spoon ever? No. Really? Why not? I feel the big spoon. You you want to be the big spoon? Big spoon, Billy. Uh, anyway, here's a bit more about Dev, and uh, potentially there were quite a few people that wanted to spoon Dev. I'll just let him explain. But this is from two, episode two eighty as well. Now I've done the the, the master chefing up to my profile. So gets you out there. Got, got me a lot of mum love, man. Really? Oh, a lot of mum love. What's mum love? What's mum love like? Mum love is this, yeah? So you'll be out and about minding your own business and some really hot woman will come up to you and she'll walk right up to you, maybe touch you on the arm and go, excuse me, can I just say, my mum really likes you. Yeah. <laughs> and then she'll walk off. Like, oh, okay, thanks. Mum loves, loves strong love, yeah, mom, though, bro. Listen, mom I'll love take, is I'll, good love. I'll take any love. So mum love is really good. Got a lot of DM slided as well when I was on TV. That was interesting. From just randoms, man. Really? Yeah. I've only done it a couple of times. I've only slid into DMs a few times, um, but I noticed a significant increase. What was the style of DM slidage? Oh, always polite, but always like sort of the same thing. Like, oh, you seen anybody? Oh, I think you're quite fit. Let's go for a drink sometime. Fortunately, I was dating somebody at the time. I'm not now, so I'm just saying if you would like to. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you would have to re slide back yeah. into those DMs. 
Do you like to rekindle what that? What's happened to me? I can't believe I'm using your podcast now as a chance to try and shout out, it's, to try and get laid. It's, today, it's already been a platform for a few podcasts. Yeah. It's been a platform for some lovemaking it's as awful, well. Awful, awful. What, but how many messages into the sort of are you single? Are people jumping straight in to that? Yeah, I think women are a lot more tactful with their DMs, aren't they? Mm. So guys will, for a lot of guys, because you're not having a face-to-face interaction with somebody whose DMs you're sliding into, if it's like an Insta model or just somebody you think is quite pretty, they say things you would never say to a girl in real life. You wouldn't go out to a girl and be like, show your tits, LOL. <laughs> like, what was the best response that you're expecting from that? So, um, in my experience, like, certainly the DMs that I've been saying, women are like, way more just cool about it, just normal. You know, like, hey, like, you know, I think you're like, quite attractive, do you want to go for a drink? Or, oh, hey, are you seeing anybody? Like, that's, you know, that's, that's cool, isn't it? That's yeah. Nice. I think that's nice. I don't know. I thought it might be something creative. Like, oh, it's really good how you uh, cook that food. Are you single? Mm, yeah, you yeah, know what? Like you know what? Maybe there was a few like that. Yeah. Sort of did the the the, the, the sly introduction. Just, oh, you know, I just thought you were really good. On, uh, by the way, you uh, you see anybody? <laughs> but again, just it's better than sending a nude. Just, just like the oversheen emoji or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And water splash emoji. I really worry about that, man. I really do. I really worry that because young people because so much of their interaction isn't face to face i wonder how it's gonna affect their communication in the future face to face communication is and spoken communication is so important i i i think about again it's gonna make me sound old but i remember when msm messenger first came about right think whatsapp but on your computer for your under 18 listeners microsoft network messenger yeah so what I realized is I would speak to girls I fancied on MSN. I wouldn't say half the things I said on MSN to them in real life. You, you're a bit braver, aren't you? Because, I mean, if you say something, say you shoot your shot and they shoot you down, you don't have to kind of deal with that rejection firsthand. You can almost just turn your computer off and go, oh, that's not real. <laughs> um, but the other thing you can do is you can take time in your response because it's not a real-time conversation. You know, if I ask you a question right now, like what's... Um, What's the capital of Iran? You can I look it know. up. You can sound smart. You can reference stuff. Like you can become, you can become, you, you can be in control of your personality. And you, you can't really, uh, to some extent, you can't really do that face to face. You have little tells, little signs, little things that give you away your body language, all these things that people can pick up off on you when you're having a face to face conversation. But if it's just, if it's just being written all the time, constantly, constantly, not face to face, it's done through devices. I don't know, I worry, man. I wonder, I worry what the communication is going to be like. It's changing, though. Like I'm, I'm not in. I'm not really feeling for or against. I just noticed the change in like the way people can. I feel like people have got less. Let's use the um, chatting up example because that's where it came from. I feel like people have got less game, and I feel that's from men and women. I've seen interactions in clubs and stuff. I've seen the way people try and talk to each other when they like each other, and, and there's just a little bit less finesse in it. And that's because there's less on the line because really, if you go out and you don't pull, you can just jump on Tinder and get busy. Whereas back in the day, there was no WhatsApp. Yeah, you know, texting was was a thing that people did a bit, but you couldn't really run mad game on text messages. So when you came in the club and you were talking, you had to come correct. You had to look correct, smell correct. Everything had to be great. You had to leave that lasting impression 
and then you had to do it all again at the at the first proper date. I was I was it was brutal. It's definitely more hard work. Um, that's one thing I think we should be thankful to Love Island for. Is they <laughs> they they reintroduced the idea of grafting. Yeah, they brought that back. Yeah, they brought back the idea that oh no, you got put in some work to run game. Yeah, you can't just show up and be like yeah, you know, get your dick out or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, you got you can't just turn up and say hey, I used to be in Blazing Squad. But I don't like to talk about it. Hey, I used to be in Blazing Squad, but I don't like to talk about it. Hey, I really don't like talking about it, but I was in this band called Blazing Squad. <laughs> it's coming back, actually. I'm not trying to avoid that. Uh, Love Island. As much as possible, yeah. Yes. I can't look at stuff like that. I can't do too much. I did that. get sucked in a little bit. Um, some of those trashy shows I get sucked in. That, X on the Beach. No, no. A couple fact. seasons ago, that got me. Really? Just because it it's putting people in such unnatural not only unnatural but unlikely scenario that you would be hanging out with somebody that you fancy and like three of the people that you used to date show up and live in the same house as you oh whilst they're also fucking other people that you've been hanging out with that just just it's so much unnecessary drama that how can i not watch how can i not watch that it sounds like hell to yeah like i've shown up to parties on my own and seen an ex-girlfriend there and been like oh for fuck's sake man let alone if I'm with somebody and there's three exes in the same party. Jeez. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah, I'm not about that life. I'm not about that life. Three exes at the same party. But shout out to Dev for getting a lot of mum love out there, man. A lot of mum love out there. Did you Do you watch MasterChef, Bill? It's not my kind of uh, thing to watch usually, but I did check out Debbie. Did all right, you know? I haven't watched. Um, I don't really understand baking and that. I don't understand why everyone seems to enjoy it. It's more like the pressure. I think I feel like when I watch these shows, it's not so much like a regular cooking show because a regular cooking show is, hey, I'm going to make this. And if there's something that goes wrong, you just never see it, right? MasterChef, it's like, oh my God, my trifle hasn't set. Oh! And it's like, they put the pressure on like, 10 minutes, guys. And they're like, oh, my trifle. Oh! And then obviously, if it for me, what I love is like the humongous failures. <laughs> yeah. So like, they try and I don't know, cut a slice of trifle out and it just ends up being like trifle soup in a bowl. And they're like, oh. 
That's not a good right. trifle. Yeah, man. Yeah, but um, then you just give me give me the 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 food at the end. That's all I'm happy. I just want to just I just want to eat it. So you want the version of MasterChef where they actually just deliver food to my door? That's called Deliveroo. <laughs> anyway, uh, episode two nine one, we were joined by Ori Styler, who had a very unique experience joining some male strippers on tour. But I'll let him take it away. Episode two nine one. One of the things which is quite unfortunate for me is that uh, the budget they had for the tour and the shows, uh, we all had to be in the same uh, green room. That was one green room we had. So when they're getting ready for what they're doing, <laughs> yeah, you get very you get very personal with some of these people, and and they're used to just being naked. Oh, all the bro, time. Th- bro, you have a conversation. One's got a dick pump on, and he's pumping himself up. And he say, "Yo, what are you saying, cousin? Yeah, man, I'm good." I'm good. Yeah, I saw you did that thing online. How's it? And he's pumping up his penis, bruv, to make it as big as he can for his performance. Another one tying himself up behind the balls to keep the blood in there and asking you how your mum is. Bruv, this is, this is, <laughs> this is so in your face, bruv. So yeah, you, you do. I, and one of them is a friend of mine from when we were kids. I've known him since he was about uh, 12, 11, 12 years old. So I've, it's not a thing where I have to, I had to really get to know them there. Some of them, it's just like talking to, to regular guys. Some of them I knew from before, but it's just like talking to regular man then. But the thing is, it, it's they don't have a problem with what they're doing. It's us that see them as strippers. Mm. They just see them as they're going out there working. Literally ha- high-fiving each other after rubbing themselves up. Bro, don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. But for them, it's normal. It's like, well, whatever it's oil in it is, you know, a bit of penis juice. Bro, don't bring that nowhere near me. So is it like, is male stripping, is it a career? Is this something that these guys are doing full-time? Full-time. You know, then this time. is their job. Yeah. making money off this. So, uh, I don't know about here, because um, they don't really allow it here. But in America, you see how women will throw twenties and stuff like that mm-hmm. at the sh- at the tour that I was doing. They the women weren't throwing money um, at them for two reasons. One, we don't have uh, one pound notes, so when you're throwing a five pound at someone yeah. <laughs> when, you're, when you're throwing five pound notes at someone here you mean it innit yeah. you could afford if you throw five pounds at someone you'd be like that's the one I'm throwing mm. right whereas in America they could throw dollar 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 and it just looks pretty when that happens yeah, yeah? whereas if being showered by pound coins blood is dangerous bro. yeah yeah take it off <laughs> <laughs> ah man I've got a concussion do you see what I'm saying so that's one reason. And second reason, I just think the tour that I was on, they didn't really allow it anyway. They were, um, it was kind of, they wanted people to feel like they didn't have to pay more to get the full experience. They paid the entrance um, or pay for their ticket. You're going to get a great shot. But in America, when they're throwing money like that and it hits the floor, try no, that money is the strippers. So imagine I go out and I do 20 minutes of, um, of stripping or whatsoever. And, I get my fee for being there for that night. Let's say, I don't know what it is. I don't know the, the money. Let's say a performance fee of $150, right? Plus what people throw on the floor, if I do a real good job, is another $150. That's 300 for 20 minutes. That's, and I do that maybe four or five nights a week. That's basically, to be fair, that's similar to any form of entertainment. If I, as a comedian, that's not far off of what, a working comedian who's working regularly gets. Do you see what mm. I mean? If you if you can be on the stage five nights a week, you can make a career out of it mm. easily if you're working regularly and you're doing really, really good jobs and, and shows. And with strippers, I feel like when they see that kind of money, and that's just minimum, some of them get private bookings. They're charging like all the grand to go to someone's, 
you know, like, like Hindus and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're charging all like a big grand to go and, and jump out a cake for for a thousand pounds for maybe forty five minutes of dancing with ladies, and then they'll still throw money on them to say, yeah, take it off, take it off. So yeah, they 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 make they do all right, they do okay. As a male stripper, do they make more or less on average? than female strippers do you think i know obviously you i don't know i don't know i assume i don't know i feel like maybe they make mm, i feel like they make they make less really because with a female stripper um i feel like but what men will do is they'll want to flash the cash whereas women will be like you should want to take it off for me, really. Do you see? There's a difference. Hold on, I respect that. Yeah, there's really. A, you should want to take that off. That's yeah. that's that's what that's yeah. what, that's what, bro. At this show, bro, women ain't throwing as much money as men. Men know that when they're in a strip club, a woman's working, and there's also a big barrier. You can't touch them. You, mm. you don't touch a woman when she's. No, uh-uh. You what? You get kicked out of the yep. strip club. Yep, at least beaten up. Men's strip club, though, bro. Listen. I saw they would grab anything they could see, right? So one of them had his his piece all hanging out with a bandana wrapped around it. There's about four or five hands holding onto it. He couldn't move because if he moves too fast, he could end up rupturing himself. Couldn't move, and he was saying, "Get off me! Can you get off me, please?" And they're not listening. They're like, "No, why? You should like this. Why you don't like this? What's wrong with you?" Wow. Imagine if we said that. Hey, all right then. So in that same environment. With with a uh, a female stripper, she can come out and strip and then do pole dancing and lap dancing and so on, right? And make money. And there's security watching her so she could just make her money and also clean up, pick up the cash, bounce. I'm not saying that it's a it's an easier job for them. It's probably just as difficult as a male stripper. However, their the setup is that they will make a lot more money because men are more inclined to throw more money at them to show that they got the cash. They the women are much more professional. I would say they're more professional. They're more prone to to knowing this is about getting the money, let's go. And the men know this as well. Whereas when it's a man, a male stripper and the females in the crowd, the females aren't thinking you're a stripper. They're thinking, yeah, you must you must like this. Us women screaming at you, you should be excited about that. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm here to get paid. No, 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 <laughs> you should like this. <laughs> There's a whole different dynamic. Have you not noticed as well? Male strippers. I, remember, I can't remember which comedian said this, right? And I, he did not lie when he said this. Male, a female stripper can come out in the clothes that she's about to, she's going to be in for the whole night and maybe just pull, you know, a little bit off to show a little bit of skin. The man has to come out looking like he just came from work. So even in order to excite the woman, he has to really like he's got a job elsewhere before he could strip <laughs> on the stage. No, be real. Fireman, doctor, <laughs> police officer. They have to look like they have a career already before they can impress the woman. If, if I came out in my tracksuit bottoms as a stripper, bro, just in my regular tracksuits, they're going to think, you're, you're some road man. Yeah, you can't do nothing for me. Yeah. To, for the fantasy to work, he has to look like he's already got a job and then have to work another job to make that money. <laughs> it's not easy for them from that angle. But I think the women definitely make more money because of that. Interesting. Was there much insecurity in the male changing rooms when you're, when you're out? Or are these guys just consummate professionals? Oh, no. Nah, the insecurity was on my side, bro. Really? 100%. What? For, was it just, were these guys ridiculously good looking? It's not about the good looking, bro. I'm sorry, but the women are looking. They ain't looking at your face. Well, unless you're really ugly, they were looking at your face. They're like, yeah, you're cute, but in their head, they're like, look at the size of that. So I'm there going, if that's what women are expecting, I'm not chatting to nobody at the end of this <laughs> event. 
I know how they get ready. They use pumps and they use pills to thin out their blood. They use fluffers. A fluffer's a person that comes to the back of them. And yes, bruv, it gets raw. Remember, one green room. They use these kind of things to help them get themselves in the zone. Myself is, all jokes aside, I, I feel no way about them and me in terms of looking at them and my self-esteem feel away. Not in the least. These guys, this is what they do for a living. They wake up, they go gym, and then they, they have to make their body look great. They have to go and pump themselves up every day. It's what they do. It's like me looking at a security guard saying, oh my God, why is he so hench and bigger than me? It's because mm. it's part of his job. So I don't feel no way. And they don't feel no way about each other either because they all know they all got different skill sets. Some of them are quite big and butch and they're very beasty and animalistic in terms of their performance where others, they're more trim, cut, still quite muscular, but their performance is more acrobatic. And some of the women like that too. So it just depends on what their style is. There's no egos there really. Doesn't using a dick pump all the time affect it, your penis? It has to. There's got to be damage there, bro. There's got to be damage. I mean, it pulls the veins to the... Yeah. To the oh, bro, I don't know. It's got to be damage. And thinning, and thinning your blood. Like, what, to why, help, why do you... To help the pump. To, to thin your blood to help the flow get down there. It's okay. like, like, like Viagra, in it? So it's to help you get aroused. Viagra doesn't just... Um, I, I think it's, it's... Viagra has hormones in there to get you aroused, but it also helps thin your blood. So it's, it keeps the blood flow down there consistent unless you tie it up which these guys do as well so they can stay up for the ho- so for the whole time they're out there they're meant to be they're meant to have an erection like a full on lob on they tie it up though Sheesh. they tie it up wow yeah it's crazy that can't be good I just think that can't be good the, for the blood vessels tying them up every single day it, I mean get your money be. I mean and are these guys like how old are they stripping to I mean oh, these guys brother, there was there was some there that were like 19. There was one guy. Who, oh, he said 90 for a second. No, like, no, 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 no. That's, a, that's a career. Nah, bro, nah. Come out with a walking cane. You, you know, the, the, you realize, oh, it's not a cane. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a cane, mate. Uh, looking like, old, looking like the old monkey from Donkey Kong, you know. <laughs> the Grandpa Kong, that's it, nah. Um, there was one night, one of them was 19 years old and he's like six foot four and, um, he, without me being, without it sounding wrong coming from me, he was the guy that he like the most blessed one right. on the tour. He like, he was the tripod, Bruv, This guy, when I tell you this guy, because they would wear their pants and so on to, and tight pants and stuff, and you'd see it coming poking through and so on. And what they would do is they'd have it and they and they they'd get the ladies to start. Feel, bro, all the women afterwards would be like, "Did you see how big that was?" And he's the nineteen-year-old. He had one guy I know who was doing it. He's just, he used to teach stripping to some of the guys that were there as well. 50 years old, 52, I think. Now. Sorry, 51 by now, yeah. But yeah, I'm telling you, bro, it's, the, the, some of these guys, they do this for life. Life. How interesting. Mm. It's good to know that we've got options, though. Yeah. Right, me and you, you know what I mean, yeah, bro? Well, we keep this gym game up. Yeah, you've yeah. got options, bro. Give, us, right, give, I, get, give us a couple of those pumps, a bit nah, of rope, nah, nah, tie nah, that nah. shit off. i got to do a job I know my mum's okay with, see. <laughs> we, could, I, we, could do, we could do the cheap chocolate city, the Freddo City. Freddo City. Freddo City. Freddo City. Nah, bro. I, I, you can. I'm a, <laughs> You can, I'll support up, you from bro. afar, bro. Nah, I'll support you from afar. You put up a little tweet saying I'm doing this. I'll retweet it for you, and that's the most you'll get. I get a retweet. I thought I was just going to get a like. Nah, nah, okay, nah, cool. nah. Likes a bit suspicious. <laughs> if I retweet it to let people know what you're doing, if I like it, it means I'm endorsing it. And say what well, I, I like. You're a stripper, bro. Nah, nah, we can't like that. We retweet that, but we don't like that one. One interesting experience. I, was, I had a lot of questions for him about that experience, and um, I feel like when he's next on the show. 
we should ask him a few of them, Bill. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Why not? Let's just yeah. throw him in there. 100%. Now, uh, Julia Hardy's a big gamer. Uh, she actually does loads of work at BBC Radio 1, and she's, she's about that gaming life. Uh, she also admitted to having a very unique take on playing a game where you could make some decisions that would... Uh, Let's just say you don't get to make them in everyday life. This is episode 292. Um, I'm still trying to... The game I'm actually playing playing is Detroit uh, Become Human. Always wanted to play that game, by the way. Although I keep making some terrible decisions that make me think that I'm actually a psychopath because, you know, you can go through the tree to look back and see what other people voted and did. And I've realised that I'm, I think I'm, I'm either a sociopath or a psychopath because I've made some decisions <laughs> that nobody else made. I've accidentally killed quite a lot of people. <laughs> and the fact that you're laughing about it as well is quite questionable, Julie. No, I just Julia. well, some of it was the controls. You know right. when you because it'll have like a quick like a quick time event, and you know what you wanted to do. Okay, so this is my frustration with the game. It's very much more like a, if you haven't played it, it's very much like an interactive movie. The gameplay is quite light. You have to sort of make uh, uh, conversation decisions or decisions like action decisions in the moment, and it's all a little bit timed. So it's quite gameplay light, and then sometimes it will be confusing what I'm supposed to be doing. And when you think like, actually, I'm not even really controlling a whole character doing a whole thing. I've just got to make a very specific decision. How are you getting this wrong, explaining this to me? Because it's like the whole moment has stopped and you're just conveying me one piece of information and I still didn't really understand what you were trying. Anyway, <laughs> so I've accidentally killed some people. Uh, right. I left the guy to die in a shootout wow I didn't mean to it just this action came up I was like quick get out oh no whoops I left him to die whoops so um, under pressure we know that you may I'm ter- terrible may or may not terrible decisions have psychopathic de- may, just maybe yeah. a little um, bit no I think what's worrying me is that it's clear that it's coming <laughs> there's a bit in it where like you play a lot of different characters as you go through and there's a bit where you have to decide whether to effectively execute a uh, android to find out more information. And I was just like, wow, I need to find out more information. <laughs> Shot it in the head. And then it was like, why did you do that? And I was like, actually, that's kind of, it's kind of harsh, actually. Um, but you I, got the information, though. Yeah, cool. I mean, I went, I think it was because the it's all about them becoming sentient and becoming woke, effectively. And this one wasn't. It was just like a woman who was just around the house. I was like, wow, that's all right. She's not awake yet. <laughs> I mean, she could wake up, but I don't know. that. Why did I do that? And then afterwards, I look back and I was like, I don't like what this is bringing out in me. I had to stop. I was just like, <laughs> I think I'm like really worried about my own mental state right now that I'm just like, I straight up shot someone who could theoretically be sentient in the face. To find in, the, out, in, the- in the face to find out some information to further my investigation. And I was like, Julia, what are you doing? Why are you playing this game? I thought I was like a really nice person okay. apparently I'm evil so I'm guessing we shouldn't be asking you to share your tree with us no <laughs> I don't think I want to share and then everyone was kind of like why haven't you been playing D- Detroit why didn't you stream that I was like no one needs to see this I think I'm just going to keep this private oh, God can't lie, I've been doing some wicked things in Red Dead Redemption 2, bruv. Some sinful things. I feel like if I was in Westworld, the TV show, I would be one of those fucked up dudes that's yeah. out there just like killing people. I've been playing online as well. My honour is not my honor's not great. Is it? Are you are you out here are you a backstabber in these no, streets? Just, uh, when there's a mission you get you get an option to whether just let this guy live or just, just shoot him in the head. And I just tend to just shoot him in the head. 
every t- is it like do you want to let him live or ch- are you like that quick you like you don't even yeah. mess around sometimes if, if, I'm with, if I'm with a posse like right who's doing this like yeah, yeah you're outvoted sorry bang have you ever beat someone to death on the game not yet no you, have you not Tim, oh so there's a shotgun there's like options where you can where you're punching someone in the game and you can choose to not keep punching them and I was like punch 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 oh okay yeah maybe whoops whoops yeah uh, anyway um, this I don't know how we're going to seg into this but we've had loads of fun this year on the show and the last episode was the podcast it was something that we got very fixated on now the next thing we're going to play you is, is is a real thing that happened right I came across a very interesting bunch of stories. I think we need to shed some more light on them. This is an extract from 294. I think the episode is actually called Florida Man, wasn't it? I believe so. I think so, yes. It's episode 294 anyway. Actually, we really should know that, shouldn't we? What it was is, episode two? Was it? It's two, it's 294 was, was called Florida okay, Man. There you go. Florida Man featuring Funk Butcher. That was the one. All right, yeah, this is a clip from it. I was actually with some, some American people a few months ago, and they were saying Florida Man is like the headline for the, the starter of the weirdest headlines ever. Yeah. So if you Google Florida Man... Obviously, there'll be a few fucked up ones in there, but usually it's like Florida man tries to Let's chew someone's Let's face. Do it now. Yeah. Literally, yeah. yeah. Florida man marries cat. <laughs> it's, it's literally like that, man. Florida man puts engine in tree and drives through bank. <laughs> Bruv, it's crazy. So this is basically where Netflix are going to mine all their original content from. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Go on. Florida man arrested for attempted strip tease at restaurant. Attempted strip tease. Like he didn't make his trousers off in time. Oh, I really, <laughs> really want to get some news music for Billy when he, do, when he does all of these as well. How can you attempt a striptease, I wonder? Was it was, was the dancing rated bad? Like, did he not get his clothes off in time? <laughs> it was an attempt. That's <laughs> offensive, you know. And It was an attempt. Right, Billy, you ready to give me some Florida, Florida yeah, man's I'll find, I'll find a couple. <laughs> Florida man steals a van to drive to Waffle House. Uh, Florida man bursts into ex's delivery room, fights new boyfriend while she gave birth. <laughs> oh, Florida woman tells cops she has no idea how drugs got into her genitals. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> into her genitals. Yeah. Oh, Florida like alligators, isn't he? Florida man throws an alligator into a Wendy's drive-through. <laughs> Florida man attacks a dancing flamingo at Bush Gardens. Wow. Florida man gets pizza gets banned from pizza after making too many prank calls. <laughs> banned so, from pizza, yeah. not even a, a, a specific establishment. Just banned from pizza. <laughs> Florida teen. <laughs> Anything with cheese and tomato. Florida teen pretends to be a doctor twice. <laughs> twice, okay. Florida man freaks out over shuffleboard at C- senior citizen center. Right, one more. Let's have a big one for the end, Bill. Florida man assaults his boss with frozen hamburger. (laughs) I really sound like a seal when I laugh, bruv. I'm not seeing it, personally. Or like a seagull. Not like a crow. Uh, Florida man. Can Can we whip up some Florida man bit like this? This is a real thing, though. Do we are we going to do some Florida Man in 2019, Bill? I think we should. We should. Both those are there. There are pillars of how to know is do you stand up, sit down, and Florida Man. Imagine if those two stories were somehow connected. Florida Man stands up to take a shit, and then a seagull comes and takes his shitty tissue. <laughs> 
Florida man tried to pay for McDonald's with a bag of weed. That is an actual, actual, the first thing that came up when I put it in Google. Uh, Florida man uses his own poop in a washing machine. Guy craps himself on all... No, that's not one. Florida man gets paid £7,000 a year for his good, healthy poops. I think it's time to end this uh, uh, New Year's episode. Uh, I just want to say thank you for all of the love that you have shown us over the last 12 months. And we can't wait to have 12 more months and beyond of great content here at How To Kill An Hour. Have you enjoyed your year, Bill? It was good. It's been a good year. We've got, we've done some good stuff. Yeah, man. And there is some even more interesting stuff lined up for the new year. I think there's some videos coming out on our YouTube that you will yep. will enjoy. So don't forget yeah. to subscribe there. Yeah, they're in the mix and blend. We've got some, actually, we've got some really nice visuals. So, I'm yeah, you'll be able you, to yeah. see a lot more of us. Um, also, make sure you follow us on social media. Literally, everything is How to Kill an Hour now. So, it's very, like, unified. Um, yeah, so give us a click and a follow. Um, if there's anything you want us to kill an hour with, obviously, hit us up on our socials. I want to open the door to that. I think we should be trying things that that others would like us to do. So if you listening would like us to try something specifically, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that, Bill. As long as it's not too freaky, Bill. Don't be like f- doing the freaky filter and keeping all the freaky mad stuff, bro. Like if there's some zombie things, I'll let you go. Zombie? Uh, yeah, because I'm a pussy, so I'm not going to be going to no zombie thing. Yeah, zombie things are cool. I just mean like, like, just, I don't know, just not too out there. Like I'm ready, I'm willing to go out there, but not way out there with the experiences, bro. Yeah, I can see. I can see that. So you don't want to be like tightrope across the Grand Canyon. Yeah, or like you know, let's actually cut off your arm in real life experience. I just, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not on that. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's real, bro. If you can think it, yeah, in this world, it exists. <laughs> okay, well, cut it off and sew it back together. Oh, that's no, that's long. Uh, anyway, I've been Marcus Bronzy. I've been producer Bill. Thank you for killing some time with us. We've been How to Kill an Hour, rolling into 2019. Like only we can. See you around. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.